0: Welcome to Into the Podcast, our exploration into the world of entertainment. My name is Robert Oschist, and with me, as always, is Dale Hamstra. How are you doing today, Dale? You know what, Rob? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Aw, oh, Dale. I've been sleeping on a floor for the past two nights because I'm in the middle of a move. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get a mattress. They're kind of uh,
1: a little bit important.
0: Well, that's the problem. I have two places that I'm living and only one mattress. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I can understand that. I mean, I think when I moved, I went, uh, what, 10 days without a mattress? So, it's fun. Where did you sleep? <laughs> I had a hotel room.
0: What? Oh, you, so, you still slept? You, you weren't on the I hotel did. room, like, coffee table being like, oh, man, no. I wish I had a bed. No,
1: no, I was in the hotel room's bed that I wasn't even paying for. It was nice, actually.
0: So what are we supposed to learn here? Like, it sucks to be Rob.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's, that's a given. I don't think anybody needs to learn that. But, yeah, essentially. Or if you're going to move, you know, have your employer pay for your hotel room. There's that, too. Life lesson for the kids.
0: You know whose employer didn't pay for a hotel room, Dale? Yours. Well, if I moved, my employer would have. But the main characters of Ghost Recon Wildlands. The game we're talking about today. Ghost. hit the money, hit the drugs, then hit the king.
1: Yep, welcome to another episode of Dan and Rob's Way Too Late Review. This time when we talk about Ghost Recon Wildlands.
0: Yes, yeah, so Ghost, Ghost Recon Wildlands is a uh, is a yet another title in the Tom Clancy series of games put out by Ubisoft, which came mm-hmm. out on March seventh of this year. Yes,
1: yes, it did a little a little while ago, but not not terribly long. I mean, like two months. Yeah it's 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 been a minute, as the kids would say.
0: But, you know, this game is, is still quite active. It's, it's not mm-hmm. as if we're, we're so late to the party that no one's playing it.
1: Yeah, it's not like we're reviewing The Division.
0: <laughs> oh, that, Dale, that was a hot Ubisoft zing, of which we'll have many Thank today, you. because this game was developed by mainly Ubisoft Paris. Yeah. And then there were a, a, a grouping of, of studios that also helped on it. Yeah, pretty
1: much like any Ubisoft game. Pretty, you know, they I, have they have one that takes the lead, and then all the others just kind of help out.
0: It looks like everybody but Ubisoft Montreal helped out on this. Yeah, Honestly. the one who makes
1: most of their games.
0: They were too busy trying their best not to make another Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> no, you know what? They're making Far Cry 5. That's why. Yes, actually, today, when we're recording this podcast, was the release of the uh, announcement for Far Cry 5, yeah. which I'm sure we're going to be playing, because I know how much we like oh, Far yeah. Cries.
1: I love Far Cry. It's one of the good games that Ubisoft puts out.
0: But Ubisoft Paris, who made this game, mm-hmm. they uh, they've made a couple of other games that people might know. They made oh, the yeah. Watchdogs, mm-hmm. and you love that game. I, I wouldn't take it that far. <laughs> it's not.
1: It's it's it. I had fun when I played it the first time. Um, playing through it the second time, it, it didn't it didn't hold up it and has funny, probably it didn't hold up the yeah, first time i played it yeah it has maybe the most boring main character i've ever
0: played as so that was well, fun d-, d do you like just dance the series of games hmm? oh i mean who doesn't well ubisoft paris made like all of those hmm? <laughs> well when you put it like that i mean
1: how can i not say they're the best game developers ever <laughs>
0: I mean, I know you're busting out the connect right now, Dale. You're you're right after this episode. You're going to be I busting mean, it out, breaking it down. I have I have Robbing more connects
1: it. than I can count. So, how many? Let's is not that? get crazy here. Seven.
0: Wow, that is more no. than you can count. Oh yeah, Do you even know no, what that number is
1: no. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> let's let's not be crazy here, Rob. I took two math classes in college, and one of them was basic nutrition. So let's not get carried away.
0: That's my favorite math
1: class. It was mine too.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, let's let's make sure we, we stay on point here, Dale. Can you uh yeah, can I guess you give so. me a basic breakdown of uh of what this game's about?
1: Oh boy, well I guess I'll try. So it takes place in uh Bolivia, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, and uh I say I get confused a little bit by that because it's not like realistic Bolivia. It's like if Bolivia had been Taken over by drug lords and the cartel and the government was just totally fine with that. Yes. Um, and essentially, this, this one guy, El Sueño, who is the head drug lord, essentially, yes, is running the country.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, it's the become United States. like a military dictatorship with the yep. currency of drugs. You, you,
1: essentially, yes. Um, and the USA, believe it or not, not thrilled about that. Not happy about it. No. Um, so they had undercover people in there. One of them uh, gets killed. What is it, bum, bum. Uh, Ricky? Ricky something? Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Ricky Ricky Sandoval, I believe his name is. Uh, we get you do find a sick uh, guitar song by him at one point <laughs> in the game that played for like what six minutes while we <laughs> Way were playing.
0: Longer than I thought a hidden yeah. song in a game would play for.
1: Right. Um, he gets killed. That makes the U.S. extra unhappy. So then, then they send you in. Yes, and, and you're part you are, of a team. Yeah, of,
0: of four people yes. known as
1: Operation Kingslayer. Right. Essentially, like uh, I don't even know how to describe them. Special, special ops, special forces. Essentially, you know
0: those guys who killed Osama bin Laden, like those guys. You're them, kind except of. in Bolivia and with drugs.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much
0: yeah and so the the story is is basically that like El is the leader, and he's mm-hmm. got this hierarchy of of hooligans that reign over Bolivia, and your job is to go in there and work from the bottom up, killing yeah. all of the people until you eventually get to el sueño and and kill him
1: yeah, but to get there, Rob, you did mention that uh you have to go through a few people.
0: Yeah, so um, there are... And a
1: few might be an understatement.
0: 21 provinces in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a big map. It is. And for... It is in the, the characteristic nature of what seems to be Ubisoft right now of just making huge open sandbox games.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I-, I have nothing wrong with a big open sandbox game. That's fine. But, I mean... How many hours did we put into this game? Like
0: 15, 20, maybe more. We put in a a large amount of hours, Dale. Yeah. Yeah, we put in around 20 hours into this game. Right. And (laughs) we beat, what, four? Three or four of the Uh, We got into three and only beat two. Did we only beat two? Yeah, we we definitely... No, we no, uh, we beat three. So hold on. So the first we province beat, we got to was... We did the basement one, yes. we did the
1: hanging guy, and okay. then we did the uh, party king.
0: Oh, you're right, we did get the party king done. I'm sorry, yeah. you never see him or interact with him, and it was such an anticlimactic boss battle. Yeah, it kind of was. That I, it kind of was a little bit. And it's really disappointing to say because... So, Dale, this game, I found out, has been in development for five years. Since 2012. Yeah. yeah. And it's a long time. on the Ubisoft's website, for this game in particular, the developers of this game care so much about the product and have mm-hmm. been working on Like, the the website itself, right? Yes. It is filled with what you'd consider traditional PR nonsense that you'd always expect mm-hmm. from a game company. right? Oh, yeah. But there's so much of it and so many things that address player concerns. Mm-hmm so dale can you can you give me a breakdown of of how this game was when we first started playing it? because we started playing it when it came out. yeah, so the first
1: time I launched this game ever, it launched in windowed mode mm-hmm. with all the graphical settings like set to the lowest possible one, <laughs> including not having shadows. Yeah, so you played it like that for a while. I mean, I know you set it to full screen, but you played it like that for a while. And you kept saying while we were playing, man, this looks like garbage. This game looks awful. And the worst thing is... I was like, it's
0: fine. I I went on Reddit and I was like, wait, where are all these nice screenshots of this game coming from? It looks like a bunch of Play-Doh on my (laughs) my computer. I mean, I don't have a horrible computer, but it shouldn't look like this. And, like, I was smart enough to
1: actually go into the graphical settings and, like, set them all on ultra and high and mm-hmm. you just left them you just left them
0: well until one day when the game crashed for you and i got bored yeah. and i decided to uh <laughs> to mess with the graphical settings
1: yeah and you turned on shadows mhm but the um,
0: th- there were there were other problems that we were having Oh, for, yeah. for in particular one one of mine yeah. that i disliked right sure actually this was a fun story right so this is a, a third-person shooting game, as we've went over, in, in the tradition mm-hmm. of Tom Clancy games. Yes. And there are vehicles strewn mm-hmm. about the environment. Yes. And I wanted to be a badass. So I jumped on a motorcycle, and I said, we're going to invade that fortress over there. And yes. I run my motorcycle at full speed. I yelled, Dale, we're going in hot. <laughs> I jump mm-hmm. off the motorcycle to try to launch the motorcycle at my enemies. Yep. And the motorcycle from what I could imagine catches my leg, breaks my leg instantly and I die right where I stood. Yep. I remember that. Good times. It was a bug. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. You're not supposed to die immediately when you uh <laughs> jump off a motorcycle. But the nice thing was, it was fixed. It was. It was. I mean the the I, I will give credit that they're actually fixing their bugs. I mean Dock points for putting out a kind of a broken game in the beginning, but then add-on points for then fixing the things, yes. I guess. Um, I mean, probably the biggest problem we had is when we both died and got a, a fail screen to game over. Mm-hmm. The spawn locations um, were really bad.
0: They were randomized.
1: Yeah. It, it wasn't like you die and then you get put in a location... To try again. Or like even if you just get put back like a, a hub world for a lack of a better term, you know, like a base. Or safe house, yeah. It was, Which there yeah. there are in the game. Yeah. It was like, okay, you just died in this mission, respawn. Sometimes you'll be right out in front, sometimes you'll be like a mile out behind it, other times you'll be like on an island somewhere. So like it doesn't it didn't make sense.
0: That, that happened to me was sometimes we uh, when I was playing, I would get spawned on the side of a mountain that isn't traditionally supposed to be walked on because it's this yeah. game doesn't have a jump button, so you kind of can only no. contextually climb things. Mm-hmm. So I'm stuck on this jagged-ass piece of rock mass that the developers yeah. were probably thinking in their head, oh, a player's never going to fall down here. And meanwhile, I'm like hop-jumping, trying to press A to get up rock wall, it yep. just wasn't working and it, meanwhile you're nowhere near any of your things and it really made gameplay feel frustrating and feel like punishments didn't match what you mm. were doing
1: yeah it yes pretty much i mean you really didn't get punished first of all for dying no you really you really didn't i mean you don't lose like upgrade points no you just kind of get spawned in a random location and that's it I and mean, sometimes the biggest problem, like the biggest penalty, was that you actually had to wait sixty seconds to die.
0: Yeah, the the respawn counter on death was really long. And the worst part about it was, so you and me played in co-op. Mm-hmm. One of the best things I think this game has going for it is it has hot jump and jump out co-op for yeah. one to four players. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: You and your other players could be anywhere in the world. That the, that that the game exists in. Yeah. And you could be playing on the same map. And then you could come mm-hmm. on over and work together on missions.
1: Yeah. It's great. However yeah, we didn't have any problems when we were pretty far apart.
0: No. Which was nice. No. In fact we could we could even tell a different story about that in a second, but mm-hmm. the the thing that irritates me is if we're both deep deep in the in the trenches, right? Yes. And I die. Mm-hmm. And I'm just far enough away for you or like there's three guys covering me and you don't feel like also dying and losing all the progress that we had. Yes. You got to sit with your thumb up your butt waiting for 60 seconds for me to respawn in a random location.
1: Right. And then pretty much run to me,
0: which who knows how far that's going to be. And you're now deep in the thick of it. Yeah. Which means that it's going to be hard for me to even get to you to help you get out again.
1: Right. I think there was a time when we were last time we were playing where uh I think I died and I got spun wherever, somewhere. And I think I just told you, it was like, Rob, just die. Yes. Just die and we'll we'll regroup. <laughs> it's and fine.
0: The, that's the thing. Because there was no punishment for dying, it just felt like a long restart button. It didn't feel like, Oh yeah. no, man, what a bummer we died. It's like, Oh well, jump in front of a bullet for me, Dale, please. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I'll sit here and wait for you. Spawn will come in. We won't lose our progress because I've already respawned. Mm-hmm. So it's no punishment if you die. Mm-hmm. Then we regroup and go back in.
0: Yeah, and so I'm, I'm going to compare this game to GTA five a lot. Because I feel okay. like this game fell where GTA five, which is one of the few GTAs that I've played, did a lot better. Mm-hmm. So even though... GTA 5 also had a very low bar for death in the game. Yeah. Always respawned at a hospital. Always lost money. Mm Mm-hmm. You lost all your weapons, too. They gave you a reason to not want to die or get caught. Yes. You don't
1: lose anything from dying besides time.
0: And I mean, the, the enemies respawn, and it essentially just resets the map. You might as well just be quick saving. Right. The other thing is, it doesn't, the game doesn't feel rewarding either, which is a rough part of it. From, like, the fact that none of the weapons feel particularly good, to none of the vehicles feel really cool, to even the missions not feeling particularly fun. Right. And, like, the collectibles in the game?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. We went for them. Like, any time we saw a weapon upgrade, we always went for it. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, it was like, oh, cool, it's a new scope for my sniper. Mm-hmm. Other times, it's like, oh, wow, a buttstock that decreases the accuracy of my gun. <laughs>
0: Great. So, the the collectibles in the game, right, there are only three that I think you'd ever care about. Yeah. There are weapon pickups. Mm-hmm. There are weapon accessories. Mm-hmm. And then there are bonus medals. Yeah. Everything else you can pretty much leave behind. Because mm-hmm. the bonus medals will give you upgraded stats. Mm-hmm. Weapon cases will give you free candy. I mean, mm-hmm. weapons. And yeah. the weapon accessories will give you upgrades to your weapons. Otherwise, right. there are, like, flavor texts and side mission things. Mm-hmm. Which is, so... The King Kingslayer files don't do anything for you but give you backstory. Right. But did you ever feel an interest in reading them?
1: No, I, I haven't read one.
0: Except for listening to that one guitar song.
1: Well, I mean, that's different. <laughs> and then... How are you not going to listen to that song?
0: <laughs> and then the, uh... Most of the other Intel documents just give you the locations of side missions.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, which, by the way, if you want to upgrade, you have to kind of have to do, because you, I mean, you need upgrade points to do it, but you also need resource points, yeah, which so you get through you, side missions. Why
0: don't you explain the uh, the upgrade system a little bit, Dale?
1: Sure. So, I mean, it's essentially skill trees. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was what a, a shooting one, a sneak, like a yeah sneak one, a a drone one,
0: support, and then some some other ones. Yeah,
1: whatever. There's like five different skill trees. Yes. Um, to upgrade the stuff on there, you need upgrade points, which you get from just playing the game and also finding them around. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you need resource points, which you get from doing side missions and tagging supplies,
0: which the rebels who are fighting against the cartel would later come and pick up.
1: Right. And then you would use them to upgrade, um, somehow.
0: Yeah. yeah, Because, you know, a crate of food is going to be like, yes, you can use your drone better now and we'll give you an Uh, extra. I know.
1: I know. It it doesn't make any sense. No. Um, But there was a problem originally where we individually both had to tag things to claim it. Yes. They fixed that. Now just one person has to do it and it counts for both. So that's nice.
0: Yeah. So here, not to interrupt you too much, but I do want to say. So there was an update that came out on the 17th of May. Update uh, number four, which one Mm -hmm. took care of random spawning, which we talked about before, although death still feels like no punishment. I don't want to say it undid that, but it doesn't randomly spawn you. Mm. And when a teammate tags a collectible, at least uh, resource collectibles, both players get it. So go on, I'm sorry. Too often a
1: quick tangent. It also uh, fixed where every time you boot the game, it doesn't play the opening cinematic.
0: Okay, when are developers going to learn... You don't want <laughs> cutscenes lose their impact if you yeah. see them too often.
1: yeah, it was it's a really good opening cinematic the first time. I didn't need to see it that many times though, but anyway, that's that's just off on a tangent. I would actually argue that we had the most fun doing some of those side quests. Like, crashing in, stealing a plane, flying away, or chasing down a convoy and T-boning it off the cliff.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. so the side missions were where the game shined, in my opinion, as well. Yeah. Because the world gives just enough variety in terrain to still be entertaining. Granted, I'm not Mm going to call home about it. I'm not going to be like, ooh, you remember... Right. Like, in Skyrim... Or, I mean, Oblivion too, and I like Oblivion better. But for the sake of saying it, Skyrim had recognizable cities. Yes. If you, Dale, wanted to... What, what's your favorite city in Skyrim?
1: Oh, geez. Um, probably Riften. Why is that? Well, it's like a little, little city on a river, and it's, like, it's kind of quaint.
0: It's, it's just nice to look at, you know? Name any city in Ghost Recon Wildlands.
1: Well, you know, there's um, the one you start in.
0: Yeah, which is called? I have no idea. Nice. And then the next one?
1: Well, you know, there's uh, that other one that we went to.
0: Uh, Now, between that one and the first one, uh, how did they look different? (laughs) They didn't. (laughs) Because, you know, one was uh, a village with some dirt and some paved roads. And then uh, what was that other one?
1: Well, you know, it was a village. There was some dirt, um, maybe a paved road, mm-hmm, some walls, some thought. brick buildings. <laughs>
0: it's, it's a real darn shame that the yeah. entire map looks barely any different from other places on the map. Yeah, but I mean, I guess to be
1: fair, we did not—if we didn't explore the entire map—because
0: the map's too big.
1: <laughs> it is. It's really big. I mean, there was that one region that was essentially just a giant lake. That's different. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't lend as much personality as it could to the region. Granted, yes, that yeah. was nice. The fact that that region you could pretty much only get around through boat and plane was interesting. Was it also cool that there was yeah. an island on that that was just a constant party all the time? Yeah, that was yeah, memorable. That was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: but those instances were so
0: few and far between.
1: Yeah no I mean I'm agreeing with you here. Yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate, that's all. I
0: appreciate it. I I do appreciate it. There's also a region that I know of that's entirely just salt flats. Yeah. Mhm. Some regions are more mountainous than other regions. Yeah. But and
1: and yeah like I said to be fair we we have not explored the entire thing. Maybe we will one day, who knows. After 1700 hours of gameplay. <laughs>
0: The game is still fun enough. Yeah. So we we did have fun doing side missions. The side missions mm-hmm. vary from rescue these people to steal this uh pl- uh steal this uh vehicle, uh kill a high-profile target or try mm-hmm. to intercept a moving vehicle. Those are pretty much mm-hmm. all the ones that you're going to have. Yes. Yeah. Or also destroy um, a base.
1: Yes. Um, The catch-a-moving vehicle was my personal favorite. Because all the other ones, I mean, there's pretty much one way to do it. Like, when you're stealing a plane, you sneak in, you kill all the guys, and you steal the plane, you fly away. Mm -hmm. Destroy the base, you destroy the base. All the story missions have to pretty much be done one way. Or one of two ways, go loud or go quiet. Mm -hmm. And that's it. With the convoy stuff, I mean, there were times where you and I were just doing something, and a convoy would drive by... And I'd say, oh, Rob, convoy, hop in a car, go go, go chase it, I'll catch up.
0: Yeah, and, and that was sort of where the, uh, when you said before, the map being big and still supporting mm-hmm. multiple players came in handy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And there were multiple ways we could do that. Like, we could both be in the car chasing them, we could be on separate cars chasing them. Well, there was the one time, like I said, I told you to go chase it, I hopped in a helicopter mm-hmm. and tried to mm-hmm. crash into it with a helicopter.
0: While I was like supporting the chase in my car, and like when you when you crashed, I was like, "Hey, don't worry about it. I'll keep the pressure on the car while you find another right. vehicle." And right. also in moving convoys, if you can prepare ahead of time, you can set down like mines and C four right. to sort of kill the protection convoys that are with it. Mm-hmm. And th- those, the fact that the AI is adaptable enough. To say, hey, I'm not going to stop unless my car is literally teeter-tottering off a cliff. It's yeah. nice.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, we're giving this game a, a lot of garbage, but, I mean, it's it's not the worst game I've ever played, right? Like, the AI isn't bad. Um, like I said, we've had fun playing it, even though the mechanics aren't necessarily perfect. And at the end of the day, I mean, you can't really ask for too much more than to have fun with it, obviously, sometimes you deserve more but
0: yeah so the thing thing about the game is it's before we go on i think you are right the game is very much a let's turn our brains off and do something that is easy to adjust your mind to yeah you can play this game and it is not broken enough to be unplayable Mm -hmm. right it just has its annoyances
1: pretty much yeah and some of them are more active, others are more passive. Um, my personal favorite passive annoyance is that I, I guess this is just what Ubisoft Paris thinks Americans talk like. You know? Like, these are the type of conversations that we have, and we just say shit balls" whenever we're upset about anything.
0: So, the... Yeah, the the talking between these characters is just, like Like, it's, it's as if they... Do you remember when we played Haze, Dale?
1: How could I forget when we played Haze? Arguably
0: the greatest game in the world. The PS3 exclusive title from forever long ago that yeah. I bought for $3 to play with you. That's right. There were caricatures of soldiers in those games that were meatheads that could mm-hmm. only talk about how hyped they were about killing people. Right. The soldiers in this game were one step more calm than that, yeah. but only one step. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And the the only thing I could think is is
1: this what French people think we sound like? <laughs> Are these the conversations that they think we have every day?
0: This one time, <laughs> in boot camp, I shoved an accordion up a guy's butt and made him play it with his butt cheeks. It was the best thing I'd ever seen, but training camp sure is hard. Like, that's... (laughs) Yep. Essentially. Essentially that.
1: Also, they could have added in, like, a second exclamation, other than shitballs. You know? Yeah.
0: So, during... Just just a second one. I had read that in Title Update 3, released in April, they varied the AI dialogue a little bit, and the only thing that I could think in my head was, good, I hope that means that whenever we get shot at, we won't just hear shitballs.
1: Yeah. Literally, anytime anybody sees you, that's what your character says. <laughs> when Every time. When, you,
0: <laughs> when your character gets seen, there it is. When yep. your car explodes, there it is. When he yep. eats a sandwich and it doesn't taste quite right, there it is. is. Let's Yeah. When he puts a left shoe on his right foot. There it is. Yeah, problem that happens often in the game, believe it or not. <laughs> actually, the kind of character customization was, like, pretty okay in this game. It was. It was. You made Snake.
1: Um, <laughs> I made stereotypical American douchebag. It was good. It was a good time.
0: Yeah, and again, this goes to the uh, the point of the people in this game actually wanting to make the game good. The, the senior character artist for the game was like backpacks, tons of gear, dresses, Mm -hmm. and funny hats. Like that's what he wanted for the game and Mm -hmm. he did do a good job making sure at least all of the stuff was in a cohesive universe. Yeah. Like I was, I did make Solid Snake because the the only reason I did it was I saw, hey if you go to the the Ubisoft store and spend Ubisoft bucks you could get a, uh, a cigar in your character's mouth. Yep. And I thought to myself, snake eater. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew you were saving up those Ubisoft bucks. It's not expensive, but I needed to save up those Ubisoft bucks.
1: I think I actually, speaking of Ubisoft bucks, I think I actually spent Ubisoft bucks to get a coupon that I wasn't even allowed to use.
0: Do you remember me telling you about that? You want to do this side tangent real quick? Just be mad at Ubisoft? (laughs) just really quick, just really really quick. I spent like
1: thirty Ubisoft dollars to get a code for like I don't know what it was like twenty percent off a game. I tried to use it on this game on Ghost Recon Wildlands, and it kept giving me an error code. So like I messaged the help desk, and they were like, "Oh yeah, uh, you can't use that code on games."
0: Why is that? Oh, deal?
1: sorry. I don't know, because it's Ubisoft. Sorry, I I bought a code from you to use on a game that I'm not allowed to use.
0: I I remember them giving you some nonsense about how a new game can't be used with a coupon because, like, obviously the real reason is because they don't want their profit margins lost so easily. Yeah.
1: I forget exactly what they said. I'm sure I could find it somewhere, but I'm, I'm angry now, so I'm not going
0: to. It's just such a dangle in front of your face like, Hey, Dale, you want a coupon? You want a coupon? Yeah. Too bad.
1: And and those Ubisoft bucks, they're not easy to earn, okay? You have to play Ubisoft games to get those.
0: <laughs> Ethan, can we cut to the beginning of the podcast where Dale said he liked <laughs> Ubisoft games?
1: Well, when you put it like that, I mean, how can I not say they're the best game developers ever? Best game developers ever. Best game developers ever. Listen. Far Cry is good, Assassin's Creed used to be good,
0: <laughs> but this game is also okay.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Do we want to talk it about a couple mean, more of our grievances before before we sort of fizzle out here, Dale? Because I have a couple. Yeah, more. sure. We can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By all means. So, what do you got? Remember how I said in, in GTA, it it did mm-hmm. some things better. Yeah. One thing that I think GTA did better was the fact that they made you feel bad for attacking civilians. The civilians in GTA games actually felt like, I don't know, humans doing things. In this game, in Ghost Recon Wildlands, it feels like humans are merely cardboard cutouts that if you accidentally hit, you lose the game. It literally just gives you a game over screen. Yep, the cartel hooligans, as I will call mm-hmm.
1: them, yep,
0: are just enemies. There are only like three kinds of hooligans.
1: Yeah, there's shirtless guy, mm-hmm. guy with shirt on, and guy with body armor, and then sniper, and then sniper. Yeah, right.
0: Also, the lieutenants, who's like guy with armor, except they do yeah. some unnoticeable thing when you kill them.
1: Yeah, they. they Apparently, if you kill the lieutenant, it makes the other the people surrender sooner. But so why would you ever want them to surrender? Because if they surrender and you kill them by mistake, that's the same as killing a civilian. Yeah, it, and you lose.
0: <laughs> which we learned by accident once when they surrendered and a hell So you and I were doing a helicopter capture mission. Mm-hmm. Most of everyone was dead, but in the crossfire, the helicopter exploded. Yeah, losing us the mission. Yes. And in anger, I shot a guy who was surrendering because I was like, enemy, this is your fault. Yes, right. And then we got a game over. <laughs> yep. But yep. it, again, like, it's not that I need a moral choice system in a game. GTA makes hmm. me feel bad for killing civilians. Like, they're just, if, if a civilian is, will fight you back in GTA. And then when you beat them enough, they either, like, cower or cry or run away, making you, the player, feel bad about it. Yeah. I don't need, like, an infamous-style meter telling me, ooh, you know you just did bad there. You know that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just make the characters good.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I can't argue with that. And then there's the the Unidad, Mm -hmm. which is just another enemy type. I guess that's, like, the state police-
0: yeah, they're supposed to be the national police, but they just act as if they're another enemy.
1: Mhm, yeah, they just show up and shoot you and they're harder to kill and they don't stop spawning.
0: Yeah, the thing is they essentially have the same thing as police in GTA. They'll they'll mm-hmm. they have radios, they'll talk to each other and they'll send in more squads after you.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: But it it doesn't make s- the the thing that's supposed to be like oh you get it is because the cartel and the Unidad will always attack you because they're they're in collusion like the cartels and yeah. the national state police are working together to make sure that everything's mm-hmm. all hunky dory with the cocaine, right? But they I don't it they do just feel like a hindrance. It doesn't feel like you can like oh you get it we have to escape them and like oh that's interesting and oh no this is mm-hmm. a whole another layer to the 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 conflict. It's not. It doesn't feel like that.
1: No, no, they just send helicopters after you and then you have to crash your drone into their helicopter three times to win. (laughs) That's all.
0: You want to talk about the weapons because, like, that's one of only two ways to take down helicopters in this game. Yeah, so, I mean, essentially, you're one of
1: three classes. Essentially, you're a sniper. You're... A gunner, just like with a machine gun, or you're a sneak that uses the silenced pistol.
0: And you're an idiot if you're not a sniper, essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah really. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I know when we first started playing the game, you tried to be a sneak.
0: I did. And it really didn't work out. I love being a sneak. Yeah, I know. It was right after I gave up making my character of John Cena and decided to be <laughs> Solid Snake and be a sneak right. all the time. right. And going behind enemy lines is just a stupid idea. Like, granted, it is. yay, the, bu- the, the bullet realism in this game is on point. You get shot, mm-hmm. like, a couple of times you die. But yeah. in doing that, you've completely made it so the only meta for playing your game is staying as far away as possible.
1: Pretty much, pretty much. And, I mean, we played for a while where you snuck in and I covered you with sniper fire. But... It really doesn't work out that well.
0: And do you know why? Maybe we're just bad at it. No, it goes right back to that problem we were just talking about before, where Mm -hmm. if I die in the base, we're right back to, oh no, you have to either come in and get me or wait the full minute for me to respawn and then spawn back Mm -hmm. wherever. Yep. I mean, granted, granted, I'll say maybe if we had a third and fourth player, hey, maybe the tactics would get varied up a bit more. Or maybe we would just have four snipers. Yeah, but when we don't have that many friends anyway, so.
1: No. it's it's not going to happen, but I
0: can't name one more. No, me neither. Not even you, Ethan.
1: Wow, harsh.
0: He hates me. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, yeah, well, yeah,
0: that's that's fair. Ethan, how do you feel about me? <laughs> that's what I thought. Harsh. <laughs> Yikes. Ethan, that was a hard burn. Can you play a rap air horn? Now the question is whether I'll actually play the Rap Airhorn or not.
1: <laughs> well, I mean we can never know for sure. It's out of our control now. <laughs> it's in the podcast gods' hands now. Yeah. But but anyway, with the weapons, if if you're not carrying a silenced sniper rifle, a silenced machine gun, and a silenced pistol, what's the point of playing the game?
0: Because I've so you in the beginning stage, you get the mm. sniper rifle and you get the shotgun. Yeah. And I tried to make the shotgun work. I tried. I know you did. So hard to make the shotgun work because some of the side missions are location defense, right? Where you have to just hold down mm-hmm. like a radio broadcast tower. Yeah. For three minutes. And I thought, all right, sweet. They're going to be coming to me. I could just open up this shotgun, really give them the what for. Yeah. Doesn't work like that.
1: No, it does not. They keep their distance most of the time.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is, because it's mostly open and not in closed quarters, a shotgun is mm-hmm. barely useful, because it's not like you can right. pop them when they're coming around a corner. It's a short right. barrel shotgun. It's not like even in real life, like if the barrel is only 18 inches long, it's not like I'm going to be mm-hmm. nailing headshots with it from yards away. Right,
1: just- right, exactly.
0: The light machine gun's only useful to take down helicopters.
1: Yeah, seriously, seriously. With with those defense missions, every single time we found ourselves doing the same thing. You would plant mines where you think they might spawn, and then we would run around like our like chickens with our heads cut off until we either won or gave up.
0: And they, granted, they did another fix for this, which again, thank you Ubisoft Paris for at least trying to fix a broken game. Yeah. Because originally the mini-map would not show any enemies until you tagged or saw them. And now they give mm-hmm. you little electron clouds of, you know, they might yeah, be in like this general 20-yard radius. Right. Is that too nerdy? Exactly. No. Oh. Never. Thanks, Dale. <laughs> You're welcome. You know I'm a science. <laughs> I know you are. Um,
1: but the entire time I've played the game, I don't think I've changed my loadout once. No. Ever. It's been Sniper, SMG, Pistol. That's it.
0: I either go SMG, Pistol with Heavy Machine Gun if I think there's going to be a helicopter, or Sniper.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And to be fair, I mean,
1: we, we discovered all you have to do to take out a helicopter is fly your drone into it. Three times. Well, it depends on the helicopter.
0: It, all right, the military-grade helicopter takes a couple more hits with yep. the drone.
1: Yeah, if it's your own helicopter, the one that you're in, just thinking about deploying your drone will crash your helicopter.
0: (laughs) So, this goes into a a small portion. One of the the new tactical things that you could do, because this is in the game 2019 and everyone just has drones. So, one of the things you could do is throw a drone in the air and it essentially turns on no-clip mode for your character. So, you could just look around wherever and tag enemies. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in a helicopter and you're like, "Oh, I'll send out a drone so I could look lower to the ground," it'll instantly go into the propellers of the helicopter, completely f your day up, and then crash the helicopter. Yep, that's what'll happen. All right. A more fun thing to do with a helicopter? Live dropping your your friends into a battlefield. Oh yeah, hot drops. I like that. Hot drops are great. <laughs> they give you fly a right over,
1: jump out, land oh, yeah. in a pool. I did. I landed on a pool in Party Island. Waited for you to get there.
0: Yeah, it was it was so a good many time. Drinks before I even landed,
1: I know it was pretty sick. You you should have been there.
0: So, Dale, was this game fun for you?
1: Um, when I was playing it with you, yes. I know that's super romantic, and it was meant to be like that. Thanks, Dale. You're welcome. Uh when I was playing it by myself, no. Not even a little bit. Yeah. I feel the same way. You can essentially just tell your AI to do whatever you want. It, you know? You don't you don't have to fire your gun once.
0: It's it's the sort of thing where it's the same thing with Borderlands, right? You could hmm. play Borderlands by yourself. Yeah. But the, yeah, the whole fun and merriment comes from you and your friends jaunting around, messing up mm-hmm. and trying to make the best out of an imperfect situation. Right. Whereas if you have good AI, they'll just do everything for you, like in this game. Or if you have bad AI, it's just yep. frustrating because they'll never come in for you.
1: Right. And to piggyback off that, there was one time we were doing a mission that we could not we just we couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Right. We couldn't do it. And then for some reason, we just got disconnected from each other mid mission and both got our separate little A.I. teams Mm -hmm. and both did it. Yes. And then we just joined each other's games and that was it. And then we both did it. So it's like, like, like you said, the A.I. just kind of does it for you when you're playing by yourself.
0: Yeah. And maybe again, it's because you have three other guys and we were just playing as a tag Mm -hmm. team. But like yeah. I don't know. It it really feels like a game that needs to be enjoyed with one or more people.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know no, I, for sure. If you're if you're gonna play it, play it with friends.
0: I know that a lot of the developers on their on their page were saying how this game is meant to be a co op experience and like one of the most inc- or one of the things they're most proud of is the hot jump in and jump out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, you could play with random people if you really want to. This is almost the party game of shooters. It's not great, but it can yeah. kill time. Yeah. I mean, we've played, what, what do you say,
1: 20 hours we've put into it? Yes. I mean, that's not insignificant. No. That's almost a whole day.
0: <laughs> I mean, almost. with the amount of free time we actually had <laughs> to, to yeah, play that's it, true. we played that's true. a good number of, like, yeah. three-hour sittings in the middle of the night, so... Yeah.
1: It's it's true.
0: It, it was nice. And you know what? Yeah. We might even play it again. We... You know, this is a game that I may consider picking up because it is easy to jump into. I know that the game will work. And it's mm-hmm. fun enough. Yeah. It's true. I just wish the story was better. Well. And I cared about any of the bosses. Well. Or literally anything about the... The the, the the world.
1: Well, I mean, can only ask for so much.
0: And that the vehicles didn't feel like toy cars being hurled around by toddlers. Well, I mean,
1: can only ask for so much. <laughs>
0: Ubisoft, start making solid games again. <laughs> hey, Far Cry
1: uh, Far Cry Five <laughs> might get announced at E3. That's something to get excited about.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Did you ever even play Far Cry Four?
0: No, I only played Far Cry Three. <laughs>
1: Well, 3 is probably the best one, but 4 is also really, really good.
0: That's another thing, like, at least Far Cry 3 made me also feel about, feel like really something about the main character and his growth, mm-hmm. as opposed oh, yeah. to having Absolutely. the silenced machine gun, silenced pistol, and silenced sniper from the very beginning and feeling like there was no challenge ever. Yeah,
1: well. And that's a conversation for another day. Go, But until that day... yep. My name's Dale, and the other guy is Rob. This is Into the Podcast. Make sure you go and uh, follow us on all of our social media, Facebook especially. We do, uh, we do most of our posting there, I would say. Mm-hmm. Head to our website and our SoundCloud and uh, Google Play Store, iTunes and all that to uh, download your very own version of the podcast that you can take around with you and listen to, you, uh, listen to whenever you want. Next time, we'll have another episode of uh, Dale and Rob's Way Too Late Review. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, Make sure you do all that stuff. Comment below if you have any ideas of uh, what you think we should talk about or if you have any questions, anything like that. More than happy to answer all of that stuff for you. But until next time, uh, my name's Dale and the other guy's Rob and this is Into the Podcast.